Eyes of March was the other Clooney movie that I was trying to think of. Never saw it. I know it got mixed reviews. Yeah, maybe he should just shouldn't direct. It's a maybe mixed review kind of act. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Monuments Men. Damn. Monuments Men. These yeah. are all pretty mediocre. It's like he could be a really great TV director. Sure. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry, TV directors. Um, I mean, maybe it's just because he's so involved in the creative side of it. I don't know. You know, like maybe if if well, no, because the Coen brothers wrote this script. Maybe he has no taste in what a good script is. Well, I feel like it says something though when the Coen brothers write a script and they're like. No, we won't direct this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can edit though. But it's weird though, because I mean, he bounces back and forth between like Soderbergh and the Coen Brothers. That's a weird place to be. I feel like. Yeah. All right. Well, are you ready for it? Hi, I'm Benjamin Light, and I am Marcus Park. And this is headcanon. Yeah. Every every time. You got to fit a little wrinkle in. Meaning the last two times. Mm-hmm. You've done it before. Okay. This is headcanon. Where we talk about movies and TV and Taylor Swift videos. Mm-hmm. And as it happens, it's Swiftmas every Tuesday or Monday when we record. Gather around, Swifties. Uh, so it was... It, it just She just keeps on putting out new content for us to talk about. It's almost like we... My dream came true, and we have mm-hmm. a Taylor Swift podcast. Uh, thank you, Anna, for asking the question: Are you going to talk about this video? Which the question: Are you ready for it? Boy, am I ever! Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think: Was it? Was it Kendra? Who was it? Oh, I'm scrolling, scrolling. It was Kendra who said, "What does any of it have to do with the song?" The song would seem to be, I haven't read the lyrics, but just like from listening to it a few times, it's like she's having some wet dreams and, and she wants to get down. Well, is the song grown at you at all? Has it gone past the jock jamsness of it all? I mean, it, it just sounds very generic, pop music-y. I don't know. I've listened to the song a lot in the car. Um, it's obviously the best music that I've heard from the new album. I'm going to go on crazy and say at least my top 10 Taylor jams. Really? What is your number one Taylor jam? Probably, I know places. I feel like he stole that from me. Does that make you feel better? Mm-hmm. That might be my number one. What's your? We'll round out your top five. I don't know if I have top five in my head. Um, uh, what's that song? Um, drawing a blank on it right now. Check it All off. too well. No, that would be my other potential number one. Okay. I like I like uh, I know places a lot. Um, I like only in dreams or wildest dreams. Um, the Weezer song. Yeah, <laughs> I like the Weezer song that she does. Um, See that another album out. <laughs> That's a bitches. I feel like all of their albums should have Hurley on the cover, though. Um, I do like Shake It Off. Uh, there is a special. That's that was the one where it finally like that that single just was determined to fucking break through the ice of my heart. And capture what's, my love. What's a worse song? Bad Blood, Welcome to New York, or This Love? I don't feel like This Love is current enough in my mind to comment. I think I dislike Welcome to New York more. Though Bad Blood is that one that I always skip over. 
Bad Blood is horrible, but Welcome to New York might be even worse. That's the song I put entirely on Lena Dunham. I just assume that it's her fault. Well, it's like there's a time and a place for that movie and that time and place is, I don't know, maybe the opening credits for like a working girl remake <laughs> or like all the budget for the a bad type. song. Just like as, as a song itself. It's so terrible. Yeah. 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 The first track too. Oof. But we're talking about ready for it. The new uh, ghost in the shell video <laughs> from Taylor Swift. Well, it starts off like, I feel like she's about to pass by uh, space Jaghead del Toro or something for a minute there. There's some blade runner. Yeah, there's some Blade Runner. She's got that uh, a little bit of Avatar. What is that swagger strut? That, like the 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 thing, like the the boxer entering the ring, just like I'm ready yeah. to like fuck some shit she's, up. She's ready for it. She's ready for it. I'm do some trash talking, and then what was your what do you think the story of this video is? Because I feel like there's like at least five scenarios at play. Uh, it's there's um. It's like this is the maybe the old Taylor who's like cyborg Taylor. Okay. And the the new Taylor who's in a box is Taylor KX29. Yeah, is being unleashed and she's the real Taylor or something, but okay. she's also digital. Um and she has like a Tron suit that's also sort of a ghost in the shell suit. Well then she she briefly morphs into what like SM Metroid. Yeah, she like animes up. With like a like a Edward Scissor's hands, like mm-hmm. Cyberblade. Or a witch blade. I also, just, did you notice the graffiti on the stairs? They're burning all them witches. Nice. Yeah. I, I I would love to know like how high was Taylor Swift when she came up with the conception of this video? Or does she just let that director dude, that Joseph Kahn guy, just do whatever he wants? I'm sorry, this is a Joseph Kahn film. Yeah. Like, does he just have like carte blanche? Like, I really want to make the Ghost in the Shell video. And so she's like, okay, like, I don't know. I, I would love to know how the decision-making process happens here. But not the original Ghost in the Shell, yeah. the white one with, yeah. the, with Case Two's ex-boyfriend, the one it's that like, he made. It's like she watched it that night, or the Ghost in the Shell, the movie, and was like, I could be in this. Yeah, I'll make a video. Like, how long was the pitch document? Does, it, does somebody else this in a suit... This costs a lot of money, like a shitload of money. Does somebody else in a suit have to, like, sign and say, sounds great? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 10 million sure yeah sounds good another winner for you taylor mm-hmm. it's it's a shallow point but i i'm not a fan of like her weird new crunchy hairdo no it's uh it's a little too 80s flash dancey or like late 90s i feel like you get yeah. some 90s in there too yeah it just i i can smell the hair product from here and it, it's not good i think like I, I would be stunned if I passed Taylor like on the street. But I like 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 the wind blew. Like I don't want her hair to touch me. Like it feels like it'd be very hard. Yeah, it'd be crunchy. I don't want to know that people's hair is hard unless I want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What What would you say the story is happening here? Is a little bit of ex machina, maybe? Uh, a little bit. I my first take was yours, and that she's preparing like Taylor TZ two thousand to like take over. Like you know, you're not you're not good enough yet, kid. Like let's give me give me some more dazzler. Um, at one point she's on a horse, which I was really disappointed that that wasn't a unicorn. I know. It'd just go that little extra mile, like a cyber unicorn. Blade Runner reference, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, like I've seen stuff where it's like there's good Taylor and evil Taylor, and I'm like, how do you even know which one's which? Maybe that's the point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like I don't, the, I don't, the new Taylor is free at the end to go, I don't know, destroy humanity. 
or start the singularity. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on in this video. I mean, I, I don't dislike it. I guess I'm happy that she's willing to spend God knows how much money to like indulge her weird like anime fantasies. Um, I mean, uh, you do you, Taylor. It's better. It's definitely better to me than other recent music videos I've seen. Well, this chick works her fucking ass off for as much respect as she gets. Not enough. And what the fuck is the point of making a bunch of money in America if you can't get real weird with it? Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if she wanted to be in Ghost in the Shell, then, then you know, follow your muse, I guess. I mean, shit, if I had $10 million, I'd be doing the exact it's same like, fucking thing. I'm going to make a weird fucking yeah, <laughs> I am. neo-noir action movie music yeah, video. Yeah, no, I need, I need a more skin-tightier, <laughs> skin-tight suit. Uh, follow I your w- muse. I, w- I want this thing to be so sci-fi and bizarre that makes people uncomfortable. Um, it just makes me wonder like is she getting to the point where she wants to be in movies you know because all all rock stars want to be musicians and vice versa or right, actors right. and vice versa right. um so is she getting to that point where like she's just like i could be in an x-men movie i wonder what's her vision board of mm-hmm. musicians who cross the divide by madonna that's got to be up there okay right? madonna material girl what else uh, i'm sure i could google it like uh but like chris christopherson yeah yeah there listen you go. here taylor <laughs> you gotta stay true to yourself blades mentor <laughs> also they're they're probably rebooting a blade stephen jenkins did that one awful movie <laughs> the art of revenge good title it's a shitty shitty fucking movie <laughs> did you ever watch it no can i rehash the plot for you as, as sure. i remember it vaguely Stephen Jenkins. This like, is not the one where the guy keeps like getting in a limo and Bono from U two talks to him, right? It's a different one. I think that's a dwarf movie. Okay, I think I have I have a separate question, and dwarf is related to that. But I want to say Stephen Jenkins' girlfriend he dumps her, mm-hmm. so she goes and grooms some girl that she knows will be perfect for him to be the perfect girlfriend to date him. Mm-hmm. And then I think it all culminates at one point where this new girlfriend is like blindfolding him and like riding him and they're having sex and then it's like midway through the first girlfriend like slides on there and he, like they get gets pregnant it's it's fucking it's terrible a little switcheroo yeah, the old little, switcheroo. Uh, little indiana jones the, the idol and the the bag of sand exactly yeah. exactly um no my my dwarf question this is the answer to my question who is the actor that would be so terrible that you could do a podcast about that you could get at least 10 episodes of but like it's like the worst fucking thing you could think of. Yeah, what would your angle be? I don't know. Just like well, this guy's fat, or I mean, no, 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 no. The angle for the podcast would be like we fucking love this actor. We're gonna do a podcast about them, even though their movies are terrible. But okay, so so separately, imagine you found this on iTunes. I guess that's my question. It's mm-hmm. not you doing the podcast, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like the someone picked an actor that you can't fucking stand, and you just know this will be terrible. But there's at least ten episodes of it. Oh god, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of boring choices there. You know, okay. like like someone could do like uh, Gary Oldman, or that might even be interesting. I don't. That know. would be interesting. Um, I mean, that would be more Bill interesting. Campbell than, be more interesting than the Dwarf cast. Mm-hmm. You're 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 down on Dwarf, huh? Are you up on Dwarf? I I am neutral on him. I mean, I I've seen like one movie that he's been in. I think so. What? A blade? I mean, what has he been in besides that? I'm sure, he's well. There's that 
Sofia Coppola one. That no one saw. Yeah. We don't need to Google it. Oh, I'm Googling the dwarf. I think the dwarf was in that movie with Bono and the Edge keep talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through like a limousine TV or something like that. Uh, anyway, this Taylor video. Um, oh, shit. Cautious thumbs up, I suppose. Cautious, though? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't really like the song, but I guess at least this has a uh, more of a focus than Look What You Made Me Do, which was just like all over the place. Like, she's just like, here's my concept. I'm it's like Blade Runner and I'm like a replicant ghost in the shell person. I guess I I understand more of the jumbled mess that she's aiming for in that video. I don't know what the story fully is for this one. I mean, it, it's it's isolated to <laughs> some certain events. I, I'm not disliking either of these videos, though. Uh, I'm really dreading a gorgeous video. Oh, that gorgeous song? It's gorgeous, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That song's bad. I like to hear people tweet at us what you think the totally terrible premise for a gorgeous video would be is. And mind you, it doesn't have to be related to the lyrical content of the song whatsoever. I mean, it would seem weird at this point if she like switched it up and it was just like her like in like just some like, you know, romance or you know what I mean? Like some sort of like you know, like she did that like out of Africa video for one of her songs. <laughs> like it would be weird if she went back to something like that. At I this mean, point, you know, is like like uh, DJ Del Toro Taylor in this. Is she like the the Taylor of the verses and then like. Ghost in the Shell Taylor is going to go be like the Taylor of the chorus who's going to go do that, like complete the heist metaphor. I don't know. I don't it know. almost seems like if she'd planned this out a little more, she could have like just like made a whole movie out of like shorts, you know? Yeah. But maybe, or maybe she is in a way. Develop some characters. Mm-hmm. What's the one um, that I'm thinking of? McFisto? McFisto on the fly. Yeah. yeah. Back when you 2 was good. All right, well, switching topic from that fun news to less fun news. I figured we should talk about this. I don't know if we have a ton to say, but like it's out there, so it feels like we should at least address it. Um, Harvey Weinstein, James Tobeck, now uh, Kevin Spacey, all real pieces of shit. It's uh, coming to light more and more. Um, I don't know what to say other than like it's horrible that these guys have done what they've done, but it's good that more and more stuff is coming out and you know they're gonna face some accountability for it i i don't think we're done Um, no well mind you this kevin spacey shit is only because anthony rapp made a comment like over the weekend well i mean i've like with the like i'd never heard anything about tobek although it doesn't surprise me oh not at all that's that's the sad thing about all this is none of it surprises you from a from an observer standpoint well, like I know a couple of years ago when that whole Brian Singer thing mm-hmm. where he's like getting like sued or whatever, like I went on like a like a deep dive one day online, just like looking up all like what what are the juicy rumors that no one can prove and whatnot. Pretty sure wine scene was mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Spacey is mentioned a lot. Yeah. Like I've definitely seen rumors about him. Yeah. Um, and it's like you, it's like you you figure well it's probably true, but what you know what can be done about it kind of thing you know yeah um but yeah i mean i i don't unfortunately i don't think we're done i think there's going to be a lot more people getting exposed but uh that's just going to be the way it has well, to be well and it's and it's it's like we're working up the 
ability to properly punish these people too like mm-hmm. the the james woods thing from a few months ago a few weeks oh, ago yeah. even you know um i mean i feel like the 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 witch trials burning down all the trash men would be great if it culminated in like an impeachment <laughs> <laughs> yeah really well we might be heading that way yeah i don't know it's i always figured weinstein was a prick even before this just because he seemed like such an asshole uh reading about some of the stuff he's done god what a fucking monster it's amazing that he's been able to keep it quiet for this long well it's weird that he has like uh, a recurring predatory motif he has a like a serial killer's mo practically like yeah. watch me shower he's a fucking weird sociopath then give me a weird must like a weird massage a request yeah. for a massage yeah Ugh. so gross I- i'm i'm more likely to green light your your script because of Ugh. so gross I know there is another Lionsgate executive that just happened had to step down recently hmm. because of harassment charges. There was an Amazon guy. So, the Amazon guy. I mean, gone. it's these dudes are not the only ones for sure. Um, but I guess I hope that now, like, this will just you know this will now enter the realm of unacceptability where before you could get away with it. Well, like the Weinstein, like he 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 did a, the shitty version of like the much worse version that uh, uh spacey just tried to do where the deflection like like yeah. oh don't worry though i'm gonna go focus all my dirt on like trump and like we're gonna be like oh thank you harvey weinstein our fucking savior yeah and everyone's like fuck you we need some more predators in the resistance Yeah, it's um, it's an awful situation, but hopefully this is the very, very beginning of something getting better with that. Because I mean, it's it really it's the sort of thing where like it it makes you not even want anything to do with the entire industry or any, you know what I mean? Like it's just like it's so awful that you feel guilty even as like a bystander for consuming anything that they're involved in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just do one year where we only have movies written and directed by women. We won't make up for anything, but it'd be nice to not hear about men, men being interviewed. I don't know. And I I just, I I look forward to accountability for more people coming out, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I'm not sure if I'd exactly put that in the same category. No, but shit's I coming mean, to light. Cheating on your spouse isn't exactly the same as sexually harassing someone. I want to, you know, not. I don't. I don't want to paint with too broad a brush that it becomes kind of. I don't know. Minimizing. I guess. I mean, there are aspects of that letter that you could read into for for certain behaviors. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I I felt pretty gross by that whole thing. I I don't doubt that what she's saying is true, but the way she wrote it, it was like she was trying to infer things mm-hmm. without saying them. And it's kind of like, is there something there, or are you just trying to damage his reputation more? And no one else has come forward, so I don't know what to think about it at this yeah. point. I I'm honestly I'm I'm surprised that the rap even published that. Like if it's like if if there's something that needs to be said about joss whedon that seems like the kind of thing a reporter should be interviewing his ex-wife and other women about not letting her on and not just be like here have fun you know i don't know um i mean he definitely seems like a really shitty husband 
and you know behind closed doors saying things that aren't super feminist but i at this point it, it seems like a stretch to put him in the same space as like james toback you know oh james toback's a yeah monster and like good james toback movies i don't know what those even are uh, the fact that he kept making movies yeah kept it's, having it's, it's, a license to do that doesn't make it mm-hmm. you know okay by any means but it's like well just like, someone with that tiny tiny amount of power yeah, yeah. um I mean, and the detail about the Harvey Weinstein thing that's most shocking to me is like Ronan Farrow had a story like a year earlier, and, like NBC passed on it, which makes me wonder did somebody get a call behind the well, scenes? Well, there was, there was that, uh, was it Cyrus Vance, I think, was some New York attorney general or, or DA or the something one that, like that. Who, like Jared Ivanka paid off? Yeah, it's like that dude like killed a, uh, like they had him on like a wire and everything, you know, like they had the the one woman oh, the, who he the model. assaulted call her, call him. They had him and they're just like, nah. Uh, and listen like, to that. Weinstein should be in fucking jail. He should not be in like vacation sex rehab, which, like, which right. is not even a real thing. You right. know, like, oh, I guess I just have a sexual addiction. Like, no, you're a fucking predator. Yeah, That's yeah. what you are. Yeah. I read on the way over here that he's been banned for life from the Producers Guild, which... Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, if he thinks he can, like, take a year off to, like, rehabilitate his image and then, like, have a comeback story, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's unfair that he gets to go spend some time stewing at Elba, you yeah. know, with, like, millions and millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> well, in the meanwhile, like, fucking Asia Argento is, like, run out of Italy. That's crazy to me. Yeah, seriously. All right, well, I don't know what else to say about it other than that uh, men are awful. And uh, I I just, I hope it all comes out, you know, like even if it's like someone you like, you know, like like if it could be like Spielberg or something, it's like, well, it's got to come out, you know. Yeah, I mean, I hope we don't get that. I mean, I I guess, but I I I, I don't want to give anyone a pass because i like their work i guess you know understandable uh i i would love absolutely love that all the names we've heard are the only bad men yeah. you know in the world obviously that's not remotely true so if they're bad let's let's get it all out let's just have it all out in 2017 and like yeah it's a wild fucking year yeah but i mean being shitty is is like being talented is no mm-hmm. excuse for being a shitty person yeah yeah so uh ken was it kendra i think it was kendra um it might not have been. Let me check to be sure. From now on, everything's. Did just you Kendra. read that article? Yeah, that Kendra sent us the BuzzFeed one. No, it was about. Uh, I think I still have it. But only because I didn't see it, Kendra. Let me see if I can find it. It's a BuzzFeed article about uh, kind of why do we let genius in quotes directors get away with abusive behavior? Oh shit! The the picture at the top is uh, Alfred and Tippy. On the yeah. side of the birds, yeah. Oh, and it's you know it's Hitchcock at Kubrick and Shelley Duvall, which we were just talking about last week. Is yeah. in here. Oh, and of course, last time going Paris. Yeah, and which like, the guy with uh, Berlucci, like he admitted that it was a full on rape as like a like a funny anecdote. Like they well, as, as like a look at my directing yeah. genius. Yeah, this will be humorous. Y'all chuckle along with this. Mm-hmm. We totally rape Maria Schneider. But yeah, this is an interesting article. It's written by uh, Emran Sid. Sadiq, or I might be pronouncing that wrong. Um, Sadiq. Worth reading. It's on BuzzFeed. It kind of just goes into kind of the masculinization of directing and how so much is excused. Like, like, like somebody like Coppola, for example, like they're 
their production of um, Apocalypse Now can just be like this insane disaster, but it's like that's just like that's just a manly way to direct, you know. Mm. Uh, like, and I think they have like an anecdote in here where like Catherine Hardick once let the set of Twilight decry for five minutes, like privately, and like that gets used against her. <laughs> yeah, but like these guys are all fucking insane, and like it's like at what at what point are you just abusing mentally your actors, you know? Oh, I was trying to see that picture at the bottom. David O. Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Russell. Like how that guy, like if, if stuff comes out about that guy, no one's going to be surprised. And actually, I was reading this like he was like accused of sexual assault by his daughter. Apparently, I didn't even know that. But like he's already got shit out there about him and he's doing fine. He still gets to make movies, even though like Joy totally bombed. Well, like what? I don't know. It seems almost arbitrary at times. The thing that that. The, the bullet that sinks these these ships you know i, mean, I think that's just the way it is because they're so protected it's um, yeah. and you know i mean you can look at what happens to these actors who tried to go against weinstein i like you know he's a powerful dude he can crush their career mm-hmm. you know even Catherine hardwick she gets called difficult to work with because she cried once yeah all right well people should go read that i'll put this in the show notes um Let's move on. I wanted to talk a little bit just about like our media diet before we get. We're going to talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula as our main conversation, but figure we talk a little bit about you know what we've been watching, reading, etc. The past uh, week or so. Before that, let's talk about. So last week, week before, mm-hmm. you went on a little vacation. Sure. Where'd you go? Uh, Seattle. No. Why do you go to Seattle so much? I just like the city. Okay. You don't have like another family there That's or anything? Like, you want to like Seattle. No. Uh, or you want to talk about Seattle. I do not have another family as far as I know in Seattle. <laughs> I also just went to Seattle. Um, I fucking love that town. I, I It reminds me a little bit of San Francisco. Um, but cleaner. Yeah. Definitely smells nicer. I don't know. I just, I guess I've also thrown myself into more of the history of Seattle. I, I really enjoy it. Your media diet queer that you want to talk about, um, which I feel like is what we talk about every week, but just fascinating me because I was at the nights in the hotel, like I'm flipping through like live TV again, which is all terrible. Clicking on uh, um, random old movies that like the USA Network can show <laughs> edited versions of, um, like watching like something about Mary that I haven't seen. In, oh, that's an old one. Yeah. Or like fucking like Night's Tale. Which I don't think I've ever really seen. Supposedly that's good. I've never watched it. Yeah. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, you just have to get past the uh anachronisms of the music or whatever. But like I was just thinking about like these are things that I would never seek out on my own anymore. Mm-hmm. Um unless for the fucking podcast. Um anyway, so I was thinking about Seattle, I was thinking about those weird things. What is it you want to talk about? Uh media diet. Okay. Talk about your media diet. So I have not watched any of Stranger Things, but you have. I watched the first one last night, the season two episode. So one. you liked the first season, right? It was all right. I don't really remember a lot of the endings, so I don't know how much that like, gets stuck with me. So I was kind of watching this first episode, trying to pick up like where the little girl ended up, things like mm. that. Um, this first episode is just really trying to ramp up the the eightiesness of it all. I felt like even more yeah even more i felt like it was more definitely more in your face like they they must have read articles somewhere where somebody praised 
all of that. And so they were like, whoa, we're just going to turn the dial up. Here's a girl. She calls herself Mad Max. She plays video games. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on one of our other podcasts, I discussed Stranger Things. I'm not a huge fan. And it just, I don't know, it feels like it, it feels like I'm an ingrate almost for not liking this show because all it wants to do is please you. But um, I'm sure that we'll know when you start watching it. Probably. Yeah. I'll start tweeting. I'll, yeah. I'm sure I'll, you'll I'll, let us I'll know. I'll tweet something like, Stranger Things is the Hamburglar helper of TV shows. Hamburglar helper? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. It. I don't know. I haven't watched any of it yet. I guess I will. I. Am I a bad person for really fucking hating that Finn Wolfhard kid? Like, I just, I just don't like him. Why? I don't know. It's just like his face. Okay. Like him and that kid from Iron Man three, who's also in Jurassic World. Like, I, I can't handle a future where they're like our new movie stars they bother me because they can look a little bit like a uh i don't know like a spunkier sean astin like little baby sean astin oh how dare you how dare you sean astin's in stranger things now i know you know sean astin is the celebrity i probably most often get compared to so oh yeah i can see it for him to be dating winona writer in stranger things it's kind of like i'm dating winona writer how dare you <laughs> Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. I just don't like him. His character in It, I just wanted to throttle. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll watch that show and and tweet who, a lot who of do you, passive aggressive things. Who about do it. you dislike more, the Iron Jurassic Kid or uh, Finn Wolfhard? Right now, Finn Wolfhard. Okay. I mean, just that name alone. Like you don't, you don't like if, if you could choose it as like your uh, pulp, like uh, nom de plume, you wouldn't choose no. Finn Wolfhard. No, I'd go with Reynolds Woodcock. Uh, have you watched any of mine hunters um i started the second one i i my thing is i'm gonna watch this show at night right before i go to bed that's gonna be my new thing i'm gonna have my mind hunted that way oh can i tell you about a dream i had i'm gonna let fincher hijack my my brain and my eyeballs that way mm-hmm. please tell me your dream also the, the setup for this is i watched dream episode Hunter. two of mine hunters yes. and then i read a chapter of the amber spyglass cool. and then i went to bed and uh, I had so that's ins- a potent cocktail. An insane dream. We were both. It was, we were kind of like on the outskirts of like a mob type situation, like at a big restaurant casino type place. Cool. Marlene King was like one of the bosses. Cool. Cool. And we thought like she wanted to talk to us and we thought it was like to get our TV show going. But really, she wanted to use us. You know, she just wanted us to. She had this new brilliant idea where she was going to just online charge people $2 for one quote unquote answer. You would just pay her money and she'd give you an answer. And she wanted us to promote that and tell people it was a good idea. Is this actually a dream you this had or, or are you just, are you doing I'm not bit. making this up. Okay. No. Um, it was a really weird dream. There were like some weird monsters and stuff in there too. Number one, I could absolutely see IMK dressing like a gangster at like a Halloween party. She could nail that. Listen here. Say. I think we were really bummed out because we thought we thought we were getting Spobie, somewhere, see? but we were just there to get used, you know, to, to sell this new idea. I am here to get used. Um, what would you even call this service? Would it be like a PayPal thing? I can't remember if there's a name for it or not. Do you know you can't read in your dreams? No, you can't. It's a different side of your brain. Yeah. I learned that from Batman the Animated Series. Right on. Yeah, Mindhunter's episode. The episode two is better i would say is that where what is where does ed kemper show up episode 
two. Are you are you a big serial killer guy? Not really. Okay. Okay. I know a lot of that's like a thing with like young people is the serial when they, killers. When they got to Sacramento, I thought they were gonna do the um what was the name of that lady who like killed all those people? Oh, Dorothea Puente. I thought they were gonna go with the the Dorothy Puente bit, but they didn't. I had an ex Maybe was they're obsessed with her. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's oh so I mean, but like our our area, like that's that's your brush with the notorious. There's Dorothy Puente and there's like Polly Class. Um Moran, but sure. I've known but it was always on the news because it was the closest mm-hmm. we could get to us. And then um I've met a lot of people who Oh shit, who was the serial killer like in the seventies here? Well the not Green River. That's that's up north. That's Seattle. The the uh, co ed killer there, Ed Kemper, that's DC Santa Cruz. I went there. Oh. Although weirdly I never heard about that dude the entire time I was at UC Santa Cruz. Was he I a feel like it should have come out. Was he a banana slug? Uh, I don't know if he went to college or but his mom worked there. But like how did how did how was I not aware of that the entire time I was in UC CSC that there was I mean that was when I was super into horror movies and whatnot. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Or uh, serial killers, like awkward awkward white men, totally different than uh, what you expect from like your cool fetishization of horror movies though, right? What do you gather? I'm just saying, like, whatever you enjoyed about horror movies, it wasn't like some like white guy of glasses and a mustache and male pattern baldness saying like I only like to kill young women. Right? No, but it was like it was like how was I not aware of that? Why wasn't that something that everyone talked about as kind of like a spooky story? I don't uh, know. It's weird. Santa Cruz does it, it has like a, a a little bit of like a dark vibe to it, I guess you could say though. It's also a little spooky there with all the fog. Like a, like a stoned Seattle. Mm-hmm. Very overcast. Well, it's hard to run for your life in flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you watched Riverdale at all? Uh, the new season? Yeah. Who could give a shit? No, you're out on it. People no, want us I, to talk about Riverdale. I, I'll get around to it, guys. But <laughs> this, is, this is why you need to sign up for our Patreon. So we can charge people to listen to a shit on a show that like for every for every dollar spent, I'll, I'll go watch the next new episode of Riverdale. Um, so let me ask you: Did uh, did Luke Perry survive? Of course he did. Okay, people are surprised by that. I'm like, what? Of course he's gonna survive. <laughs> Luke Perry is uh, Molly Ringwald like hanging around? No, she hasn't been around. I'm not sure what her deal is. I don't know. The whole new thing is there's some there's some new killer. I can't remember. They call him like Black Hood Killer or something lame like that. He's like going around supposedly trying to murder people, but he's only succeeded in killing Grundy so far. He's just oh, like, they killed Miss Grundy. Yeah, hmm. he strangled her. He did the whole uh, like beginning of Zodiac move where he like shoots the two kids like making out in the car, but they somehow both survive. Um, I don't know. So uh, a killer and a Black Hood. I wonder if it's weird. You've never seen that on a teen show before. Mm-hmm. Archie assembled uh, like all his his bros to film a video threatening the Black Hood. They all have wearing red hoods, and they call themselves the Red Circle. Is it like a, it's it, embarrassing? Is almost. it like a, a gets it gets worse video? Yeah, I don't know that show. I, I feel like they they have a good young cast, and they like the look of their show, their kind of visual design and whatnot. Like it's all there, except they have no idea what to make it about. Like their writing is so often so bad and so lazy. 
it's it's just like they need to like transplant in like a new group of writers that show so i, I take it from your your tweets that there's some lodge drama because they brought in uh mr kelly ripa i just want to know why why is it not veronica lodge um hermione lodge why does she always look like she just came from her twin uh chimney sweep job she's just <laughs> constantly like she's got like soot on her face all the time like what is up with the makeup Riverdale's just a this is a dirty fucking town. Yeah, they brought in like uh, her like shitty husband and it, all the intrigue with them just sucks. Like they're so boring. What, what does he wear? Does he inherit the one guy's like turtlenecks? No, he just wears like suits. I think oh. he's boring. He's so boring. What's up with my girl Cheryl? Uh, still the best, but um, seemingly they don't know what to do with her right now. Like her her role in the last episode where she just like. Like I'm not even sure what she's trying to do. She was like snooping around on Betty and uh, Casey, Kevin, Kevin. That's that's character's name. Um, snooping around on them. I don't know why or what her goal was. She was like like twirling her you know imaginary mustache in the background. You know, like hearing juicy dirt about them and kind of arranged the confrontation. But to what end? I'm not sure. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think the writers really know what to do with her. Yeah. Well, I mean, where do you go after you burn down your own house mm-hmm. in a season one? And her her mom is all like, like in bandages and whatnot. Like, the, I guess uh, she didn't get out of the fire in time or something, so she's all like burnt up. And like Betty threatened to kill her. She did like, or not Betty. Uh, Cheryl threatened to kill her. She went against like the story, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I don't know. Is uh, what's her name still dating Archie for some reason? Veronica. Yeah. Yeah, you'll love this. Um, in the he's just so beneath her. Is she really that great, Veronica? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That show. That show lives and dies on Betty and Veronica. And, and I then, guess, and then Jughead yeah. in that order. So in the season premiere, he's like he eventually goes home to like wash off all the blood that's on him from his dad, and it's like all these shots of him just like covered in blood in the shower, and like she just like strips down and gets in there with him. Nice. Because like this is a good time for this, right? Yeah. You're washing the blood off of your dad who's still in the hospital. Yeah. Like, yeah, now it's time to bone. Awesome. Maybe I will pick up the show. It's bad. I, I can't I can never make it through an episode in one city and I'll have to pause it and come back to it later. Huh. I'm sure there's worse shows, yeah. though, right? Sure. Like Inhumans. No one watches Inhumans. I watched the first one. I was just curious. You're the one. I watched the first one. Hmm. That show is so fucking bad. I mean, were you surprised? No, 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 no. It's actually better than I thought it was. That's that's how fucking bad it was. Uh, All right. Well, let's talk about Dracula. Oh, so you're rereading, let's say, you're rereading his dark materials for the Book of Dust. Yeah, which... And I'm having a little trouble getting through Amber Spyglass. It's it's on on reread. It's been a while since I reread it. It's definitely the loosest of the three. Like it really feels like he's just inventing whole new ideas and plopping them in there, and they don't really sit too well. It's a lot of spinning plates in that one. Like you're just bouncing back and forth from all these different threads. Yeah, it's like suddenly like there's an intention craft, and it's like what is the purpose of this? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 a real shaggy book, but I'm almost done with it. I think I have like 75 pages left. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in it. It's just like, like the whole concept of uh, Lyra having a quote-unquote death who follows her around, like everybody has a death that follows him around. Mm-hmm. 
it just seems like it comes up out of nowhere and is never mentioned again. It's, it's bizarre. I want to say that wasn't there like too much time spent like in the cave with her. They're mom? down there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm getting into because of traveling my vacation like very slowly into to Book of Dust, but I don't. It's a fun romp back yeah. into this world. I'll get back into it. I just need to finish. Amber's I never Fibles. I never read Liars Oxford or Once Upon yeah, a Time in the North. Did I know. The subtle knife is still like far and away, in my opinion, the best. It's it's, it's so tight too. Like it's only like three hundred pages, but like it's such a strong narrative. It's an interesting book because it's shorter than the first one. It's obviously way shorter than the third one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, nineteen ninety two. Uh, this it was like the second most votes, I think, in our poll. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. This is um, the one that we were kind of hoping. I guess. Um, what did you think of this movie? Be honest. I enjoyed revisiting this movie. I really did. Okay. Oh, so I think we cut off last week. We were going to talk about how your first experience with it. Or we're going to wait on that. Um, oh, are we? Or we were. I right, mean, right. Yeah. Been, but I'm saying. No, I mean, when did I first see this movie? I, I've only really seen, quote unquote, watch this movie once before. It would have been on like an HBO free preview weekend nice. in my youth. Uh, I can tell you without a doubt the only reason I watched this movie at the time is because I uh, flipped to the back of the TV guide and saw the the A, the V, the uh, L, and the N. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably watched this with the sound down really low because I wasn't allowed to when I was watching it late at night. Um, so I didn't remember a ton about it. I remembered it being kind of cool. Mm-hmm. On a rewatch, I fucking hated this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, oh my God. Like I, I'm like, I'm at a place where I'm like, are we sure Francis Ford Coppola is good? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I really thought you would enjoy this. I did not. Because um, this movie is just a supernatural bonkers Victorian fuck party. This is a horny movie. This movie <sighs> is, as the kids say, thirsty. For whatever reason with this movie, the the suture was broken between me and the movie. I couldn't I, I couldn't allow my brain to kind of relax in it and I could only see the flaws. Like it just it's so cheesy. Like I at the time, my only knowledge of this movie back when it came out was like a lot of people criticized Keanu Reeves for his accent. And watching it now, I'm like, that is the least of this movie's problems. What okay, what is the focal point of the issues of this movie? It's just a really poorly made movie, in my opinion. Like storytelling wise, it's a disaster. Okay. Um Everyone is bad in it, not just Keanu. Like they're they're all bad. Even Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins are bad. Um, the style of the movie is looks like it was made thirty years before it was. It looks like trash, in my opinion. Wow. All the cheesy compositing and whatnot that they're doing, like in the overlays. Because he and, just didn't want to do like computer effects. Yeah, to me, it just looks like garbage. It looks so dated. Hmm. Uh, I just couldn't stand it. It is so corny. Sorry. This is going to be a real fun podcast. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to hate it, but I was just like not into it. It's like we watched two different movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting, I thought, use of like the epistolary storytelling from the book. As these all characters are all like writing in their vampire diaries or whatever. Um, See, to me, I just took that as like hackish writing. It, that's just the novel. Yeah. But I mean, uh, 
I was glad to revisit young Winona too. Like this was like the Winona of my youth that I madly fell in love with. Also, this is before that era, like the shoplifting era where like afterwards she always looked either like scared or tired constantly. You know, like the unfair, the unfair criticism of Casey that she just never smiles. It was like every time they took a photo of Winona, it was like they always surprised her. Hmm. Um, so it was just nice to see her like joyful in places and doing other emotions. I mean, she doesn't have a ton of agency throughout this movie. Well, no. Uh, to me, it was kind of jarring to see her and young Keanu in the movie just because they're so clearly kind of avatars of like the late 80s, early 90s, like popular culture and like sticking them in. I don't know. It was just like late Victorian England or whatever this is. Didn't really feel right. Oh, it's an interesting movie when her and her character and Keanu's character are going to get married. But like really the love stories between her and Gary Oldman, which is not what you expect. If you could call that a love story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because young Vlad looks like like little baby Charles Manson. He's creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And there's like weird, like dark Jesus thing. that They have him do. I mean, this movie made me want to go watch that. Uh, what was it called? Like Dracula Untold. I never watched it, but I'm like, surely that can't be worse than this. Like, I'd, I'd like to see a Luke a, Evans. Co- yeah, I'd like to see a competently told Dracula story. I get the impression that's not Dracula Untold. I would be surprised that that movie's worse than this movie. At least, you know, worse okay. to me. Um, well, just from the get go, I was like, man, do you remember when like an Anthony Hopkins voiceover at the start of your movie meant something? <laughs> Yeah, now it just means he got a paycheck. I mean, he's great in Westworld, but still, like, dude will do, he'll, he'll narrate your fucking, like, shopping list if you pay him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get a lot of, like, mileage out of these, like, Ralph Bakshi silhouette tracking shots. Oh, can I go into a tangent about The Witcher real quick? <laughs> of course you can. So, Vlad the Impaler, Impaler is known for, you know, putting Impaling. his victims on stakes and whatnot. Um, in The Witcher series of books, that's, like, the common form of kind of capital punishment okay like like seemingly you have to be special to get like beheaded or, or hanged or whatever like the common form make it is hurt. the stake where they just they sharpen a big ass wooden stake they shove it up your ass and they prop you up and plant you in the ground that way and you just die slowly as you sink down like a uh, uh, medieval buckwheat yeah Oof. yeah that, that was the stake was always you know what was coming for the the commoners um his armor so like I read that Coppola basically did all the costumes and then used that to help pull in the actors, which is crazy. This movie to me really seemed like a complicated embezzlement scheme where like <laughs> they needed to funnel a bunch of money into American Zoetrope. And so they spent lavishly. I, I, I can't believe this movie made money. Apparently it was a hit. I'm, it was a I'm huge blown hit. Away. It only cost $40 million in 1992 money. Um, his armor looks like if you took a cute cartoon character and then stripped all of its skin off. He kind of looks like one of the uh, Praetorian guards from the last jedi but like bulkier mm-hmm. like unnecessarily bulkier this bit where he like he suddenly hears the uh <laughs> the composition of his wife and turns and looks at it he's oh like, there's a lot this of is a beta. there's a lot of play with the compositions and stuff that they'll they'll work in um i was kind of shocked because i didn't remember some of the beginning the vengeful turks in quotes they get a lot of strategy out of just shooting an arrow of some fake news about his death into that castle. Yeah, you don't want to wait for confirmation, Elisabetta. Like you're nope. just like, Welp. <laughs> Straight to the suicide. <laughs> Three hundred foot header off yeah. the top of this ledge. Off the throwing tower. Yeah. 
I like how like she I mean this is like at least 300 foot drop here she does a nosedive and when you see her body she's fine she's got a little bit of blood yeah, leaking out of her mouth she would just be like like a an empty bag of flesh at that point well even though supposedly she she'd dive into the river but yeah but still still hitting hitting the, the water, water it's like hitting cement yeah she she looks totally fine she isn't all like bloated and, and like blown up or anything like that um and then later on when he's reading her letter her little suicide note mm. it like composites this cheesy shot of her like falling with her like superman diving into the water it might be a slightly dated. I'll give you that. Um, slightly. <laughs> well, so let me talk about. The if anime. I told you this movie was made in 1963, would you? And you didn't know any of these actors. Would you dispute it? Would you be like, "No, that can't be. This looks too new." This would be the most masterpiece of untold gems from the 1960s. If that was the case, for the 1960s, that would be a bravura technical accomplishment some of the weird shit he does with the lighting and things in here um yeah the end of the opening there's a tide of blood there's a bleeding crucifix there's a wind machine there's like flames showing off in a grave title card the only thing missing acting. i'm sorry i like gary oldman but he, oh man the only thing missing would be like meatloaf's i would do anything for love but i won't do that this movie could use some meatloaf well then i was like oh shit is that tom waits as renfield fuck i will get to renfield he goes and stabs the the cru- big crucifix and it bleeds for some reason. Does he, he drink it? The, yeah. yeah. He drinks where's this blood coming from? We don't know. I don't know. I just I just every time I'm watching this, I'm just thinking like, what if there was a good version of this movie? There's like a certain aesthetic to parts of this movie that really kind of scared me as a kid. Um, I guess it did not scare me now. Even I, I watched it at night. I wanted to give it a chance, but yeah, it was not. Just like uh, it's not totally related, but but it kind of had that evoked that same feeling in me. Uh, the video for uh, losing my religion. There was something going on there that I just didn't totally get, and it made me feel uncomfortable. I never had that feeling of losing my religion personally. Well, I'm glad you never lost yours. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this opening was meant to be a little, a little over the top. I, was the whole movie meant to be over the top? Wonderfully so. What is this? What is the uh, current IMDb on this? I wonder. I don't know. I'll look it up later. I want to say the Rotten Tomatoes ranking is high. How? I'm blown away by that. I don't understand. It's 7.5 on IMDb. I, uh, I feel like nobody's watched this movie in 20 years or something. I take it back. Uh, 78% of the critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a favorable review. That's too high. <laughs> so, I mean, the story such that there is is that, like, Dracula finds out that uh, this, like, new... He brings uh, Jonathan Harker. Well, Harker so he seemingly Harper. found out off-screen mm-hmm. that Mina is the reincarnated version of his love did he know that before i got the impression that he kind of knew that before okay hence sending back renfield and getting harker and keeping harker captive what he goes to make moves harker is like a lawyer they drove him insane renfield yeah he's not drove insane but then you know basically sent him away because what the fuck is tom waits renfield gonna get you nothing Mm -hmm. um and then so harker's also going to finalize 
uh, Dracula deal. like buying up a bunch of property in London. I mean, it's basically this kind of anti-Semitic fear of immigrants coming to London at the at the time in the novel. Like that's coming, not in the movie at all. No, not in the movie, but that's basically where the novel's coming from. Is this fear of immigrants that they're bringing their own soil, even? Um, yeah. So Keanu is British and a little bit Southern at the same time. I feel like his his accent, while bad, is like for the movie, it doesn't stand out to me because Winona her accent's in and out too. Um, I don't know what Gary Oldman is doing in this movie. He's unintelligible half the time. But it's, it's that weird Transylvanian accent which gets him nothing. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Um, I never drink wine. I, why is Renfield even in this movie? He, he brings nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like zero. No, nothing. It's just, I think characters, people know this character and that he eats spiders or whatever. He's just gross, and he yells a lot. Like every every time he's on screen, the movie sucks. Well, because then it gives you glimpses of Richard E. Grant at work, which the whole time I'm watching him run this asylum, I'm like, "No way in fucking hell, Lucy picks this guy." Well, like, yeah, like also why? he's Richard E. Grant. No way in fucking hell she picks him. <laughs> why is he one of the suitors? Like it makes no sense. Yeah. This guy's like weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you really don't get a whole lot of the Rocketeer other than that he's got a Bowie knife <laughs> and his name and is a shotgun. Yeah, like what? What was the purpose of that character? Like, but I, what does he do? Does he just hang out in London? I feel like Coppola was like, uh, Keanu, we need to talk about your accent. And Keanu was like, let me talk to you about Kevin Costner's accent and Robin Hood. I feel like he's unfairly maligned for his work in this movie. His character is awful. As there are is, times and there's so much else where worse I feel movie. like Jonathan Harker's face is not depicting the level of... Uh, turmoil that his character is in whatsoever yeah so he gets his assignment maybe his boss knows there's weird shit going down maybe not I don't know he he needs to like prove himself so he has enough money to marry Winona Ryder who I guess she's just chilling at her friend's house yeah. the whole movie her friend's palatial her friend, estate her friend who, Lucy's rich and she who, just hangs out there Lucy has no family yeah like, yeah, no one is fucking concerned about curfews or weird orgies. Well, it's with just like demons her, her in the like cemetery posse of suitors are the only people who hang yeah. out there. Seemingly, um, I love the uh, the dangling peacock feathers to show us that like Mina would like to fuck. Yeah, I'm just not here for it. Like all like all this stupid like peacock feather like coming over and then like fading to like a, a tunnel. Like uh, to me, it's just so hacky. It's so hacky. This is this is the tropes that that film was just built on for so long. I know it's. It, are we sure Francis so Ford like, Coppola is good? It's like who are you angry? Is he at? is he good or is he just baffling people with his grandiosity so they don't like stop to be like, yeah, that kind of sucks though. I mean, I I've I would tried prefer, to watch The Godfather, never been able to get through it. I've seen the I end of Apocalypse admirable now. failure like it. to something mediocre and bland. I, let me I, let me ask you this. I insist that this, this is an embezzlement scheme. Stack the directorial whatever of this movie mm-hmm. against the best directed George Clooney movie. Uh, best directed movie by George Clooney. I would rather watch Confessions of a Dangerous Mind than this movie. Hmm. At least Clooney can tell a story. That's kind of bleak. Um, 
Yeah, I like some of the transitions with the train and like the journal and the entry of voiceover because this was this was something that I was always intrigued by just from Indiana Jones movies. Like, how do you do this kind of old timey shit of showing us that we're we're moving across a map or doing something? Also, this this business trip that Jonathan Harker's on. Where where are you? Are you in fucking Mars? Like, how are you not concerned? <laughs> yeah, I guess I just see this sort of stuff as like bad writing personally like excessive use of voiceovers and whatnot um i don't know weird eyes watching him well i'm just talking about like the 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 red the ultra red landscape mm-hmm. like he's taking a detour through literal hell like it it doesn't it's so over the top to me that it doesn't like build my sense of dread at all like it's just so corny that i can't engage with it and be like Ooh, sus getting kind of spooky, you know. Like it just seems like cheesy to me. I don't know if you were going to though, as uh, a late thirties gentleman in twenty seventeen, having seen this in your youth. Shouldn't I? Is, is, shouldn't the movie? I mean, seeming a lot of people liked this movie when it came out. Shouldn't it be effective at communicating like a rising sense of dread? Like all this movie has going for it really is like one motif on the soundtrack that lets you know shit's going to get weird. I think intellectually, at least you know they're trying. Trying to funnel as much money as they can to American Zoe trope. I'd like to hear more about this story. They were going bankrupt at the time. I'd like to hear more about the oligarchs just trying to Mm -hmm. channel their loans into this. Also, Mina does her journal on a typewriter where everyone else writes. Mm -hmm. There's some cheesy lightning effects. They just like drop him off in the middle of nowhere and are like, fuck off, buddy. Here's a crucifix. Yeah. And then like this, this weird monster creature creature thing with the long arm. I know they're like really impressed with the effect they use to make this arm seem long like that. Like they basically just like move the camera and the arm at the same time to make it seem long. Mm hmm. And then he's on like a little lift that puts him in the thing. Like they're really, I think they won an Oscar for the effects in this, which blows my mind. Mm. Um, this is in 1993 or 92 maybe it's 92 I and mean, Jurassic Park came out the next year and this movie won an Oscar so th- think about that but yeah the when he gets to Dracula he he there's these cheesy like blue flame composited effects what is is it like a force field no apparently in the book it signifies where treasure is buried I don't know why they put it in the movie because they never follow up on that hmm. um dracula here because she like invokes it later on yeah i have no idea what that's even that's why i thought like it was like a force field it's like the old it's like the the saddest version like the old like like transporter effect from star trek i think the effect on star trek is better than that that's why i said it was the saddest (laughs) version yeah this weird costume and look i mean the you have all like the shadow play like i know they're all really impressed that they did all their effects in camera um I don't know this weird look that Dracula has with this like two giant gray haired buns on top of his head and then a massively long ponytail and then like a super long uh, train to his bathroom. But that's that's just ego, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to turn the subtitles on when I watch this because Gary Oldman's unintelligible half the time. He doesn't drink wine. A lot of food for one man too. like this shot of Keanu here where he's like sitting down to eat his like chicken or whatever that just looks like a dude who came from surfing right like mm-hmm. 
It just does not look like a guy who lived in the 1800s or something about his face. It's too too fresh faced and. So and you're saying it's not a flaw of Keanu's that he shouldn't have been there in the first place. It's just miscast. Yeah, okay. he, he just Keanu is not somebody you put in this movie like Victorian England. That's not that's not him. Mm. He I, he could do other periods maybe, but not not this. Who would you have cast from from the time? I don't know. Um, Alex Winters. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who. I'm trying to think of like who had been of, of age at the time that you'd cast for that. I mean, Johnny Depp would be the obvious choice. You know, I think that's who they wanted to. I feel like I'm curious if whether or not she was still dating Johnny Depp at the time because I feel like a lot of Vict- young Victorian gentleman Dracula later on the movie is modeled off looks that Johnny Depp would later appropriate. Oh, like the big hat, the, the big glasses. hat, the stupid facial hair and shit. Um, I could see Johnny like Depp hippie stoner glasses. I could see Johnny Depp rolling up to a fucking club of River Phoenix in that goddamn outfit. River Phoenix. River Phoenix would have been great. Maybe it would have been a lot better than Keanu. I feel. I feel like he has that similar, real fresh faced look though, as Keanu. I would. I, I feel Greco. like. I feel like, Greg, like <laughs> Richard Greco, yeah. huh? Wasn't there? Who else was in Twenty One Jump Street? Wasn't there like a Deloise kid? I have no idea. <laughs> Jonathan, why do you? I'm just picturing Richard Grieco, uh, Jonathan Harker. Jonathan, why do you have so much like eyeliner on? <laughs> Depp would have been fine, I guess. I back then, this was before he got real weird. Hey, Count Dracula, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know, just someone British. I'm, I'm sure there were British actors working at the time. Yeah. Like a young Colin Firth or something. I don't know. What if this was Carrie Alwes? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't have a handle on the character. He doesn't. Jonathan Harker or Harper, whatever his name is. Character. Harker. 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 Yeah. I don't have. I don't know who he's really supposed to be as a person. He seemingly is like eager to cheat with like the three Dracula brides as soon as he gets an opportunity. I don't know if that's just because he's bewitched or whatever. All of the men are ready to go in this movie. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins later yeah. on is ready to go until he's like, "Oh, you tricked me!" Like, Anthony Hopkins is having the most fun in the second half of this movie. He's unintelligible at times. Like, I have no idea what movie he just came from. He is having a fucking delight though at times in this movie. This movie like really made me scared of Gary Oldman for a long time though. Really? Yeah. Is it this look in particular? His like old man look? That and just the effects when his throat gets cut like just the whole bloody end mm. um i seem to remember this movie being more gory in my memory than it was here um it didn't seem that you know ex- uh, grotesque i guess there's a lot of shots in this movie that i that i remember being like good shots for a trailer um uh, like when lucy sees the cross in the tomb Mm. Um, the bat creature like stomping oh, yeah. his foot, yeah. Uh, so, so then we meet Lucy, uh, Sadie Frost, uh, the first Mrs. Jude Law. Well, we meet Mina first. We meet, well, we've met Mina, yeah. But Mina's going through Mina's uh, looking at a thousand and one Arabian Nights with some little like uh, artistic uh, pornography inside of it. Just some artistic uh, chill insertion photos. Look at their faces; they are like zen as fuck. Look at that position, though. I mean, what? A, how? 
Like his li- yeah. No, that checks out. Where's his like the other half of his legs? Well, his legs. He's obviously a paraplegic. Okay. Well, no, that's not paraplegic. He's just um, <laughs> kidding. He's an amputee. I think. Yeah, he's an amputee. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They're they're they would be between her thighs, mm-hmm. her robust thighs. I like that their outfits though easily pull apart for fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, just move some fabric. Apparently, Swish. Nina and Lucy wear a lot of green because that's like the color of lust or something. Yeah, but Lucy seems fun. This this part with Lucy and Mina feels like a different movie. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just like young, rich Victorian women, like laughing about their suitors and like, you know, well, Lucy even joking talks about, about all the sex they're going to have. How she's almost 20. So therefore she's basically a hag. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're also like in the throes of like this Victorian, like, like goddess whore mm-hmm. dynamic. Um, and that the only, the only, uh, erotica they can get their hands on is this a thousand one arabian nights book yeah with these like old old school like artistic drawings of sex so i'm trying to remember lucy says that she got in this position last night which is basically like in her dreams okay it's like bent over doggy style mm-hmm. yeah so they're they're both horny basically is where they're coming from yeah and she's got these weird ass ears i just want to know this quincy guy rocketeer mm-hmm. what what does he doing exactly is this like back in in the age when like wealthy men would just they would there's a suitor who comes they to england to look for a wife you know promenade abroad and he just like hangs out where does he sleep is he sleeping at the house somewhere no no it's the it's just a casual sex vacation was it who just is this woman i don't know like is she wearing wings she's a giant, no, it's a giant fan that's yeah. what it is um but like like <laughs> Who is this broad being being introduced at like uh, Lucy's like coming out party or what do they call these like presenting parties or whatever? Is that what this is? Essentially, I I thought it was just like she hosted lots of dudes or something like yeah, like it was just understood that like eligible bachelors like you can come crash here for until I pick one of you or something. It's like like a really old school bachelorette. I I feel like Mike Pence would lose his fucking mind watching this movie. That guy, (laughs) I don't care what you do. Um. Yeah, Quincy. Oh, there's other people at this party. Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. I totally. I think it's just a party. I don't. I don't think it's a like a presenting or she's twenty. You know. I I assumed that all of these people were just like servants. Mm-hmm. It's got a giant knife, giant fucking Bowie knife. But Richard E. Grant, I don't know why he. I would think he'd be of lower class. I guess like he works at an asylum. I mean, technically, he's a doctor, but yeah, he works in an asylum and he trips over dogs or no, stuffed. he trips over a stuffed bear head. Okay. Yeah, he's also, like he's Richard goof. E. Grant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't watch him and not think of Hudson Hawk. Oh, just but any any Richard E. Grant movie from the '90s, like uh, The Player, or uh, well, like are we supposed? Soap-dish? I kind of get the feeling that we're supposed to be rooting for him of the three. Well, it's like. You see the most of him, like as a doctor working on Lucy's mental health or what have you. It, like it's the closest to character development. Carrie always is seemingly just being like, "Go get him." Well, Carrie always just seems like Mister Ponzi Fancy Man, mm-hmm. and the Rocketeer is like a little too like rough and American. But then Doctor Grant, oh, he's intellectual. You know, like it's like he's the one you should like, even though half his scenes are like with Renfield and he like, doesn't he like inject himself with heroin or something at one point? Yeah. Um, 
it's and it's after this movie where both Carrie Owens and Billy Campbell like only played like creepy roles. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Somehow Dracula's presence is well, like being his felt. his powers are ill defined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ill defined for sure. A lot I mean, of shadow play. The shadow plays, it's partly interesting, but I couldn't get out of my mind that there's like somebody off screen standing there making the shadows. Well, obviously. So you're just like really hung up on the making of the technical making of, I mean, not just the technical aspect. I just, I I felt like it, it looks technically poorly made, but beyond that as a movie itself, I feel like it doesn't hang together. The storytelling is really bad. Um, I guess I kind of, I kind of appreciated the, the balancing of, light and dark in the shadows as a style you certainly didn't even see by this point in the 90s it, i mean it's very old-fashioned what the fuck is with i feel like you go watch the mask of red death and see most of the stuff they're doing here okay i mean that's a random old movie though um it's not that random it's it's uh, somewhat so i love that they make sure that we know that dr seward does his vampire diary on a on a phonograph his asylum log yeah, I don't know why that's uh, important. But th- like for I want to say when I was rewatching this, it, I didn't realize until a little bit that this was the same character. Oh really? Yeah, that this was the same guy who was just in the previous Because well, he's scene. disheveled and dirty as shit. And he looks different. Yeah. Well, he's still got the stupid goatee. But he's but, I mean, wearing this weird getup. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what this getup is. Also, this asylum just looks like it's covered in shit. Mm-hmm. Like like every inch of this is a bathroom. Yeah, it looks gross. I don't know why Renfield's in this movie. He just to like I feel like in the maybe in the early nineties this played well. Like all you had to do is show somebody eating a worm and like that was it. Like you did your job in the scene. Well, I was trying to remember though, is this a thing from the book with Renfield? Like no cause I remember like like Xander eats a bug in Buffy. And I think that's a play on this. Okay. Like that's you know, like a reflexive joke on, on this movie. But like I feel like at the time all you had to do in the movies was show somebody eating a worm. And I was like, oh my God, it's so gross. And like, that's all you needed for the scene. You didn't really have to like care about like the absurdity of this character or why he's in the movie. What, what do you think he's doing to himself that he has this weird contraption on his hand? I had no idea. Like, wh- how is he, what self harm are they protecting him from? I don't know. It, it's like, is he really, nibbling on his fingertips? Yeah, maybe something like that. And he's like, this weird thing where he wants like a cat or some sort of creature to feed. It goes nowhere. He never gets a cat. Well, it's just like, hey, Tom, just go crazy. Yeah. Anyways, we should move it along here. This, move it along to this bizarre shaving scene. <laughs> this bizarre shaving scene. It, the they're even with the vampire rules, they're very um, loose. Like vampires can walk in daylight. Yeah, crosses kind of affect them, but not really. But he, not really. He stomps it out later. The uh, brides melt the crucifix at one point yeah mm-hmm. i know in the book there's a whole like catholicism versus protestantism angle I, i'm sure in the in the movie it's all unified as one solid christianity well i mean coppola he's like reveling in like the weird catholicness of it all you know yeah yeah keanu like especially this outfit he's wearing here that's like way too close to uh ted's outfit from bill and ted that kind of like vest look like it's just that's too close. You shouldn't allow that in your movie. 
I Especially am with his hair. Jonathan S. Hawker, Esquire. He still has like his Ted hair. Like it's just, uh, what are you doing? Uh, what if it was Brendan Fraser? You know, I I don't like Brendan Fraser. I've never liked him. What I know was, Reddit loves that guy. But. What if it was Polly Shore? Who's the other guy in Encino Man? Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Oh, your boy. It'd be like you were in the movie. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, go get him, Rudy. Go I'm, get him. I've never seen Encino Man. You're not missing anything. No. But yeah, he just he goes wandering around and just like runs into the brides eventually. And they they're all just like, oh, we're gonna Oh, there's a whole thing, I guess, where like physics don't work properly like water drips upward yeah when vampires are around it's just generally like gothic weirdness mm-hmm. they just kind of rise up out of this bed i like, feel like they they really love this effect like what if we had some naked chicks rise up out of a bunch of sheets on the ground that would look cool and so they do it a couple times yeah this is this is david lynch's monica bellucci dream all over again um yeah it's just monica bellucci and like tits and a whole lot of like really close up shots of kind of body parts smooshing against each other. You're not sure exactly what you're seeing. That's a knee and a is back. That, yeah, is that a knee? Is that an arm? It's, well, it's just definitely a knee, but yeah. is that a back? That's not sexy. I, um, I guess this is supposed to be really erotic. Uh, the one chick like does cunnilingus on his nipple. They really want to play with like, oh, they might suck his dick. Yeah, which is after like. I was kind of curious in the previous scene when he's shaving him if Dracula is trying to suck his dick. Do you know that there's a word for having sex with a severed head? Go on. Apropos nothing. Uh, I was doing some research on that Ed Kemper guy. Okay. It's called like Emeratio or something like that. Well, that just sounds charming. Yeah. But they they have a word apparently. It specifically means fucking a, a severed head. Does he say that in his Ed Kemper voice? Not in the show. No, I just saw it on the Wikipedia about him. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of tongue on nipple. I mean, I mean, it's it's very horny as a movie. Um, yeah, this movie is horny as shit. I, I suppose when I was younger, this probably you know excited me a little more than it does now. Dracula comes in and claims him. <laughs> that that with the upside down like spider walk or whatever. Yeah, or like they're like connected to each other and yeah yeah they like there's some shots or it seems like they can like kind of walk okay up the so, sides so of the walls the when i downloaded this the other night mm-hmm. i didn't have subtitles mm-hmm. so i'm laughing at the uh the lines he says to them which was probably in english and i just didn't understand it like mm-hmm. you said because gary oldman is hard to understand at times especially under the makeup bit, when he's yeah. like really turning up the romanian or whatever but like the uh, he, how dare you touch him? He belongs to me. I too can love. <laughs> there's a there's a homoerotic aspect that I totally missed. <laughs> oh, what, but I didn't at the same time. Why does he suddenly get better, or not not better, but like look younger? Like is that just from sleeping in his dirt? Like I don't understand the rules at all. So is it just shape shifting that he can make himself look young? Is it because he's getting closer to her? Is it the dirt? What is this fucking gown that he wears? Well, he has all these weird different looks. Like he's he has like super up. old looks. He has his like count in Transylvania. He has look. the master from Buffy. He's got the young look. He's got his like full Nosferatu. Like and the then master he has from like Buffy, the yeah. he has like a weird Planet of the Apes 
Like he kind of looks like an ape at one point. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I was confused with that. Like, is he the wolf or is the wolf? But he's obviously not because later he on he's like caressing animals. the wolves. But yeah, he's dressed like the the priest at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of montages in this movie. It's like a lot of like slow fades and compositing. And oh, and this weird. He's in some sort melty of melty like jelly face fleshy thing. cocoon thing. Yeah. Also, I believe this boat is named after Catherine the Great. Okay. Um, there's like a random like like lesbian kiss shot of Winona Ryder and Sadie Frost here that doesn't seem to ever lead anywhere. Blink really. you'll miss it. These yeah. girls are just in estrus. Yeah. A wolf gets out. Like there's there's like these hints of an actual plot happening in the background at times where it's like a wolf has escaped. <laughs> it's two hours plus, so I'm really curious where there are deleted scenes. Um, Apparently, they cut out a lot of gore. Okay, from the original. Well, film. I was just gonna say, isn't it funny though that this this movie is on Keanu's filmography with The Devil's Advocate, just like this movie is on Winona's with like Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie was like Babe Overload for me with Winona Ryder and Sadie Frost when I was a kid. Oh yeah. I, and then it just like cuts to Renfield being crazy. And I'm not sure why. Hosing down. I guess like, he's, he's going like crazy because Dracula's challenged. getting closer or something. Like yeah. Because yeah. Well, he's just like fucking in love with the guy. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Dracula like made Lucy go outside. She's horny. Like is she just? I, I don't think that's just her on her own sleepwalking because no, no, no. she's horny though. No, she's she's going to like he's he's somehow brainwash her into thinking he's some kind of like animalistic fuck god. Like how though? Like just in her dreams or yeah. Well, he never like yeah. He's like this weird wolf ape thing. Like it's but well, it just I, comes out of nowhere. Like well, so it's like is he still on the boat in some aspect? Um, can he? How does he get inside the boxes? Can he just like kind of teleport like phase inside it? I guess. Well, he could turn into like like, like green mist, mist yeah. at one point. So I guess he can like insubstantiate himself and get inside of one of those crates. So he can he can leave the boat whenever he wants. Yeah, he's just he's just yeah, like vampiric vibes. He's just blasting everywhere. Um also the easiest way to get into your like re- reincarnated ex's wife. Oh yeah, there's the uh the stair shot. <laughs> I wa- I watched that a lot as a kid. Um is to turn into a wolf ape person and like fuck her best friend on a stone tomb during a storm. Why doesn't he just turn into Gary Oldman at this point? I'm not totally clear on. Well, because he wasn't expecting Mina to walk in on them. Like, is this part of his plan? Is that he's going to seduce Lucy first? I think he's just. I don't. I think he's just fucking horny. I don't. I, why? Why? Why is he like a weird ape man at this point? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. So he just makes her forget him then does he finish did he come or what <laughs> well he, he's turned her at this point i believe he's bit her yeah i think he he actually sentences her to being a vampire later are you sure yeah because okay. he he makes a comment about how blah 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 you're gonna suffer for all attorney like me i guess renfield's asylum is right right yeah next it's right to- next door also lucy you have a beautiful fucking house. Why do you live next to an asylum? You got the money to move them. Yeah. Just hose them on out of there or whatever. We get some newspaper headlines letting us know about a mystery schooner. Yeah, schooner. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny for Coppola to go crazy over the costumes and stuff. I feel like this movie gets a lot of traction just out of like lacy nightgowns and wind. Mm-hmm. 
won an Oscar for the costumes, I think, and makeup. Yeah, the, she finally actually meets like young Vlad here. He's a creep to her. He follows her around. Yep, cat calling on the street and and basically like insults her. And she's like, "How dare you!" But then she stops. Oh, maybe I should give you a second chance. I don't know if that's just like his power. Like, is that actually her character deciding that she's interested in this dude, or is this just like the power of Dracula? Well, yeah, he he negs her, or, she shuts or is it, it down? Is it that she's like the reincarnated version of his wife, and so? There's like some separate consciousness inside of her that's like overriding. I don't well, know. I think the movie really wants you to believe that she's got this underlying thirst for it for him. She's into it, yeah. She's but, like serious black. But he like I feel that hair. He's like bullshit. Uh, uh, I don't even know what the sh- is it chivalry where he's just like, oh, you're engaged to be married. My bad. I'll back off. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, oh, maybe I've just been this like heartless old bitch. Like let's uh. Let's give you another well, chance. He's buddy. asking like where the porn theater is. Essentially, essentially yeah. yeah. You want to go see like the uh, like sexy Hamlet or whatever. Wants to go see the Peep Show. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely but, Johnny Johnny Depp has but this adopted is, this, this is look like eventually. Johnny Depp fancy boy attire, mm-hmm. especially the glasses. Oh yeah, like the yeah. blue smoked lenses and like granny glasses. Yeah. Yeah. At this point in the movie, I'm like, what is even happening? Well, then there's Lucy's outfit here. Yeah, that's a pretty wild, like Baroque type of outfit. She weird neck choker thing. Yeah, she's like a naughty jester in an outfit made of doilies. It's a it's a cone almost. Like you don't want her to lick her stitches. It seems like a conflict of interest for one of her suitors to also be her doctor. It's Victorian times, though. Yeah, and he like he even like makes out with her a little too. Everyone makes out with her a little yeah. bit. Well, why is Billy Campbell and Carrie Elwes like butting around together? Well, who are these people? Why are they just hanging out? That's what I want to know. They're rich. That's who they are. Yeah. They're just fucking well to do. There's like it's Billy Campbell has like come to England to to bro down and hang out with the also, other local men. The way this looks is that seemingly Billy Campbell's seven feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's stairs. Never mind. Mm. I was like, he's fucking towering over Carrie who's, Elwes. Who's got the better mustache, Elways or Billy Campbell here? I'm gonna say Billy Campbell has more life in his mustache. Elwes is just like a low key Perot. Yeah, old Perot. Seriously though, why is there not a Perot cast? There needs to be. But just an Agatha Christie podcast. I think there's. You always want to start a new podcast. Like every episode we do, you talk about like three more podcasts that should exist. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, so they go to the porn theater, and Dracula's into it. Yeah, but it's reminding me of uh oh shit what is is a taxi, taxi driver? driver yeah <laughs> yeah it's a whole lot of like a train approaching the camera and then also like naked chicks yeah full on naked and then he basically tries to rape her oh yeah I mean not basically he tries to rape her he may have digits inside of her at this point I can't tell he's about to bite her and then he like stops himself because oh he can't do that to his beloved and then like a wolf shows up and everyone runs away yeah. and there's like weird creepy imagery in the background. There's like silhouette uh, Victorian animatronic battlefield shit going on which reminds him of reminds us the viewer of his mm-hmm. battle. Um, yeah she's she's just been like violated by him 
run away from an animal and then she's turned on because he's good with animals like he's, he's good with a wolf yeah, yeah he caresses this wolf and he's like you can pet this thing too and she's like oh, i mean oh, you know oh, lots of metaphors happening yeah. there but yeah 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 um I, I don't think we ever mentioned the actual the motivation of dracula here is that he went and defended his homeland for you know christendom and then got back and his wife was dead. And because she'd committed suicide, she's damned and her soul will not go to heaven. Yeah. He's, so he's like declared war on God. Because God should have protected her because of his victory or something. Yeah. So that's that's just him doing that and like denouncing God and stabbing a crucifix made him Dracula. Somehow, somehow. this has led to a lot of blood play and fucking. Yeah. It just he became a vampire magically. Because, so then we meet because the devil or I don't know what. Yeah, however you, we, we obviously when you suck the blood out of a crucifix, this will happen to you. It's gonna be a long podcast. Um, yeah. So Van Helsing shows up out of nowhere. Like Jack Seward's like, by the way, my uh, my mentor Van Helsing, who's he's fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, we should call him in on this. He knows all about like weird blood pathogens or whatever. Which we see this ridiculous like uh uh cutesy demonstration he's doing like something out of the nick talking about like how to cure stds and he just lets himself be bitten by a vampire vat for yeah. some reason and then he just sucks the blood away from the wound I, I wasn't really sure what he was demonstrating are you one of those guys if you cut yourself do you like suck on it sure okay do you not like the taste of blood i gotta say i have never really developed a a, a fondness for it do you not suck on it I don't. Hmm. I don't like faint when I see blood, but I. Uh, the fact that you said that makes me think that you almost do, though. I haven't though. I haven't felt lightheaded. But, I haven't felt woozy. But does it? Does it? Uh, does it make you feel uncomfortable to see blood? Yeah. No. You sure? Yeah. I mean, okay. it's just about to be a thing where we just take turns like stabbing each other and sucking it. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of podcast now. So you cut your finger and you just sit there and let it bleed. No, I, I wipe it. I stop the bleeding. And you don't suck it. No, I don't suck it. Hmm. All right. I guess it's just the way that me and you are different. Okay, you like to suck it. <laughs> could you could you get that on record, Senator? Yes, I like to suck it. Okay. Well, I mean, you've also you're the cannibal amongst us too. A little bit of little bit of blood, a little human meat. What's All I'm saying is, in a post-apocalyptic you know world, where you would totally eat down on a scarce, person. Food is scarce. I wouldn't be opposed to it. But also, your thing is the right that, seasoning is that you befriend them, and then you lead them away from the camp to then like then overpower them, them and yeah. murder them. Like, oh, the zombies got a, got got uh, Fred there. Uh, be sure to keep us updated on how your Ed Kemper research goes. <laughs> now I'm too old to be a serial killer. Those guys all start like in their early twenties. It's like it's like you know how uh, you know it's like Orson Welles directed Citizen Kane by the time he was twenty five or something. You're like I'm gonna kill twenty five coeds by the time I'm twenty five. Like I I I needed to publish by an hour. My career is basically nothing. You would need like a really cool serial killer name too. You can't pick your own name though. It's like a nickname. You can't pick it. Like the the I could press see has you. I could you. see you trying to push it via like podcasts. Hey, you heard about this guy, the the beast of suburbia? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Lucy is like doing a weird sex dance in her bed, in her like Wait, red yeah, it goes from, bathrobe thing. Yeah, 
flowers wilt as the Dracula shadow monster gets close. I like how she goes from like a little Stevie Nicks jive to just like about to start like rubbing it off in her mm-hmm. lacy nightgown. Van Helsing shows up. This is a look. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that this was a Van Helsing character the first time I watched it, I don't think. Um, not exactly did you ever Hugh see Jackman. That? I say, did you ever see the Hugh Jackman? Movie? I did, yeah, it's bad. I want to say like he turns out to be a vampire or a werewolf or something. Isn't he an angel? I can't remember. I just remember there's a big like two CGI creatures fight each other scene at the end of the movie that was real boring. Richard Roxborough's in that, right? I hate him. He's terrible. Um, but that was the one where they were supposed to like be a TV show because they spent a lot of money on the set. I wasn't aware of that. It's supposed to be like a TV show afterwards based on the town that they're in. Anyway, so yeah, she gives Lucy a transfusion because he he recognizes uh, Van Helsing does like what the what the situation is. I like how and there's the, not even a single question of like blood types. Like through half of the scene, like her fucking tit is just hanging out, and none of them are like, "Well, let's put something over that." You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess this doesn't work. They have all this like fancy old equipment to do a transfusion. That's kind of cool, I guess. But it doesn't work as far as I can tell. Like she's too far gone or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I guess I'd like the the rules of vampirism a little more concretely defined. I don't think at this point in the cinematic evolution of vampires, mm-hmm. it's ever like spelled out. It's like it's, it occurs to screenwriters as they proceed through each act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then there's like this weird scene where Van Helsing's talking to the various suitors. Plus, I gotta admit, some of the rules for this vampire thing, I have confused in my brain from the, the Treehouse of Horror where they parried it that year. Oh, yeah. Where okay. it's like you had to kill the head vampire, and then everyone else stops being a vampire. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I initially got that idea from. They suggest is, that in this movie. There's no vampires left by that point. Well, there's Winona Ryder. Oh, true. Well, they, they suggest she that drink. she will be... They, they do the whole Christ thing where she drinks from his side. Ugh. Yeah. Well, they, they at one point they suggest that like we need to kill Dracula to to cure you, and then later on somebody says like, "Oh, it's too late for you" or something. So like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is she is she actually cured at the end of the movie, or is she now a vampire? Too? Also, I wanted to point out as Lucy gets sicker, she started to look like Sean Young to me. Hmm, okay. Also, what is this look where he's just like watching from the sewer or something? <laughs> Like Pennywise, but like like a fruit punch blood mouth. Yeah, this is uh, they they go, she goes and drinks absinthe with Vlad, as you do. Yeah, drinking some wormwood. I I the guess we're supposed to get that like she's just she's into this dude like she knows it's wrong, but she can't help it. She's like smitten. He's a he, she's like fancy boy slumming it. Yeah. I mean, he is probably richer than Keanu, you know. Well, he's a prince. He tells yeah. her right up front, I'm a prince. She's like, oh, Keanu's not a prince. He's a fucking banking assistant. This isn't just a dumb outfit. I'm, <laughs> I'm also a prince. Yeah, Keanu, who tells her, I'm too poor to marry you. I feel like you're pushing a little too hard on let's, the Southern there. Let's hear your Keanu in this. I, God, I, could, I couldn't even do it. Um, Mina, my love, I can't do anything below the equator until we're married. Mina, I'm too poor to marry you. Meanwhile, these characters are ready to fuck. You're ready. You're horny to do the Caleb voice. <laughs> Absolutely. My God, I'm free. Um, 
They don't have sex, though, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Another great flashback to her supermaning down in her suicide. But as far as I can tell, she uh, you would think they would show it, I guess, because right. this movie's not shy about like getting horny. It's like they've made out. And well, no, because it's, it's the Madonna whore thing. Yeah. If he fucks her, especially before marriage, she's worthless to him. She's just like that obviously outfit. super into him, yeah. And then she realizes that Jack's coming back eventually. She cries, and it's like her tears are diamonds. Which is, is that what's happening there? Yeah, she's like, that's that's weird. Mm-hmm. Or is he just being like, look how fucking rich I am? Yeah, is I it, could do some sleight of hand and turn your tears into like, literal God, diamonds. You're so attractive, especially your money. <laughs> if I eat this, it'll be diamond poo. That's rich. Jack gets away from this weird castle, falls into the water, but survives. So it's like they've been presumably fucking him and bleeding him till he's like got no energy. But not uh, turning him. him. Not turning him, yeah. Well, because what are you going to do if a Keanu vampire? I mean, his like, hair starts to turn gray later in the movie. Like That's how, that's how ravaged what he's been. What year? Is this, is this post-Lost Boys? Yeah, that was like 87, I okay. think. Okay, okay. I was like, this movie needs some saxophone. Um, yeah, we get the letters. Now he gets like a like a nunnery, and so like we get like a nun's letter it's letting like, me know. Hey, enough. I'm alive. I'm not going to mention what happened to me, but come to Romania and marry me immediately. This, this little old lady writes a letter, and her voiceover is like, your fiance says, hey, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing his thing from Devil's Africa. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be the devil. <laughs> Free will, right? Um, not so far. <laughs> so they're gonna put on the phonograph. She's gonna like dear, dear Johnny. Um, Dracula. She's like, yeah, she's got to dump Dracula. She goes back to Lucy and she's like, hey, so you're like dying or whatnot, and like, I totally am gonna stay here. Wink, wink. Let me go. You know? <laughs> hey, Lucy Goose, you look like shit. She gets a ring that I'm sure she can pawn for like a house or something. <laughs> Here's your dowry. There's there's like a brief like garlic thing here where she where Lucy doesn't like garlic. Yeah, I think at this point they know she's a vampire because like uh, she tries to bite Van Helsing, or no, she tries to bite uh, is it Quincy? She's like, hey, I want to make out with you, and these other dudes are just like, well, okay, get it, bro. Just, <laughs> yeah, don't mind us, dude. I'm like we'll just stand over here and watch. <laughs> yeah. We're totally watching though. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to bite him, and they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, also, I thought it was interesting that the teeth, like the vampire teeth, come down in front of the human canines. I, um, I feel like there's other vampire stuff where that's. I always just assume that those teeth kind of morph into. I guess in Buffy they they kind of morph. There's like four in Buffy though. Yeah, in True Blood, don't they just pop down? Yeah, because they make a little pop sound. But I. But are they the same teeth or are they new teeth? I thought they were new, over. New, I thought they were like morphing into. Huh, okay. Also, Hopkins has to now break into his vampire book, which ha- is so forbidden. There's a fucking chain on it. Oh, sure. Yeah. I I miss this trope. The old book. The the book that's like that's so the, forbidden go, shit. Go to the library. Yeah. Also, go to the restricted an, section. They have an illustration of her falling. Her <laughs> doing her fucking Superman. Or <laughs> perspective wise, she's three times size of the castle that she's leaving from. <laughs> How is this all documented? Like they just have this all in a book. Well, in in fucking Transylvania, isn't that a little insensitive in front of your ruler to like illustrate this? Yeah, and uh, 
Dracula gets the Dear John letter. He's like seemingly waiting for her at dinner or something. The waiter brings him a letter and he's just like, nah. How dare you? Stand she's me like up. Throwing away these pages of her journal as she's uh, on a ship. I don't know. This is all very, very Baroque. Which is interesting is from this angle, some of these darker scenes, I can see the reflection of your face. And it's basically like a superimposed image from this movie elsewhere. <laughs> Elizabeth, like it's like you're over her shoulder telling her to throw away her sex diary. Like, hey, we're, we're dating. In yeah, so he starts crying and he turns into like master face or whatever. Oh, he just looks gross there with his it, stupid like his hair. Face melted off. Yeah. Also, the candles that is serious grief. So he's in a room in the center of a room that is all candles. He went and lit them all. And no, his 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 anguish, his manly yeah. anguish, lights the candles. We then. But then they put some out. Well, then we then dis- dissolve over to Anthony Hopkins in his study, which is also fucking candles. Like a hundred candles. Yeah. There at least, like, but, yeah. But he has a desk with some research on it, too. Do you need this much light? No. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's it's stylized, whatever. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to let that go. It's not my problem with the movie. Why aren't we podcasting with like 7,000 candles? I mean, we could. Yeah, we should start doing that. We can go uh, go hit up Ezra Fitz. This is uh, this is why you need to, to hit up the Patreon yeah. <laughs> or non-existent Patreon. Yeah, um, yeah. Van Helsing is getting weird some more. Quincy's gone and gotten his shotgun, even though it's like your shotgun won't do you any good. Is this where they go? No, she's not dead yet. That's right. They're they're hanging out waiting for Dracula to come. Yeah, Carrie always has this like kind of like want to be badass like. Revolver. Slowly raising his revolver while drinking his scotch or whatever. You just drink a scotch, your chilling over your uh gun. Well, like I wonder is she more rich? Does he need to like hurry up and like seal this marriage? It's unclear. They don't ever he actually seems get like married. he's perfectly well off. No, she dies, I think, before they get married. It's not like they're rushing to marry either, you know, like a whole like hospital side mm-hmm. marriage or anything like that. So like this wolf shows up and kills her, or maybe it's Dracula. It it like kind of attacks these other dudes, but doesn't harm them in any any way. It seems like, yeah. And meanwhile, like Romanian wedding is happening. Yeah, the most like Latvian Orthodox wedding. Apparently, they actually got married by mistake while uh, shooting this scene. That was in the trivia. Nice. Yeah. What do you mean you're the new That's Mrs. Just, no, Reeves? No, come on. Oh shit! I'm gonna talk like Keanu. What is that's the, not uh, Keanu. I don't even. I don't know what that is. That's not Keanu. I try to remember what's the bit from that podcast. Brian, did you sign me up for a fucking movie? Um. So yeah, Dracula. Like, I can't tell if he's outside Lucy's or if he's outside the chapel because he's about to do. Well, it's like his conscience can be anywhere, seemingly. So maybe. Both. See, okay, I guess I I figured he was talking to Lucy here, saying like, boom. You're about to become a vampire, hence the wolf breaks in and mm-hmm. like I love how like she's about to have like full on like tit out again as this wolf chows down on her. Meanwhile, Dracula looks like he's about to do like the Dustin Hoffman at the end of the graduate to the wedding. Oh, and this is where the blood all gets thrown on the bed. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of blood for some reason. This is what I was thinking of when we were, we were watching The Shining. And then it cuts to her in like a, a crystal coffin. She's well, like dead. just glass coffin. Sure, whatever. Which somehow from this perspective makes her look super tiny. I guess Carrie always is sad. 
well, yeah, he's doing the the face in front of the mouth. He, like, he's, his character is such a blank through the whole movie to me. I mean, Billy Campbell looks like he's just waiting for a drink. Also, that guy's got a turban on, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't think would be cool in this group. Uh, That's England. He's just like Captain Nemoing it. Um, Richard E. Grant looks really haggard. Yeah. And Van Helsing is just like, yep, we're going to need to uh, cut her heart out and cut her head off. Yeah. And then they, Mina and Jonathan get back to town and they kind of see Dracula just like creeping outside their their carriage. Mm-hmm. And oh, this is where we start to realize that Jack Harker is, uh, Jonathan Harker is uh, going gray. Yeah, going gray for some reason. I guess that's what happened when you get your blood drink a lot. So they go down to the crypt, the, the bro posse here. Mm hmm. And she's not there. The Victorian pussy posse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so how did she get out of here? Can she like insubstantiate herself too? I guess. I think she probably just lifts the lid, got out, and shut the lid behind her. She's okay. risen from the dead. She's a chill of the night now. It's very conscientious of her to put everything back she, to. Where she it's also to be. strolls on out of there to pick up a child, like mm-hmm. a like a happy meal, like from a interview with a vampire. So they have to put her back into the coffin and yeah, there's some really funny looks by uh, Carrie always here. <laughs> like he, I, I can only assume with a lot of this, people are like being enchanted or something, which is why they're, they're so willing, even though this is like an insane vampire, they're like, Oh, can we still make out? Also who decided after she died to bury her in that terrible outfit? <laughs> Maybe that was like her wedding dress or something. I don't know. Yeah. They put her back in the coffin. Uh, she vomits blood on Van Helsing for it some reason. Totally gets in his mouth. Yeah, uh, that that wouldn't count unless he had um, been bitten. Though, right? Her. He'd have to be bitten. Yeah, he'd have to be bitten too. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking the blood she spit up got into his mouth. Okay, that I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just blood. Suck on it. I really hope that when we go to dinner after this, a hobo just spit some blood in your mouth. <laughs> Just to see how cool you are. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting you to be cool as a cucumber. Um, so after they cut off her head and stake her like with a like a railroad spike. Yeah, not even a wooden stake. I thought William the Bloody got his name. Um, Van Helsing then goes out for a sumptuous, massive meal with the newlyweds. Oh, why is he having dinner with them? Just, Just to because? update them. Just uh, filling them in on the latest, the latest dirt. Some new shit's come to light. I feel like. Jonathan Harker should be a lot more forthcoming about his experience. Well, he is because um, uh, Van Helsing brings up Keanu's infidelity with those bad girls. Does he? Yeah. I must have missed that part. Yeah, he, he, he talks about, you know, something when you survive your infidelities or whatever. I feel, I don't know if Mina I mean, was he, I know he, he asks about whether or not he drank the blood, but I wasn't sure if he mentioned it as an infidelity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's more than presumed that those uh, uh, loose women did some stuff to him. But I think he his out is that like he was like captured or whatever, you know, and they're drinking his blood. I don't know. Yeah. There's this whole weird thing where it's like, all right, they he, the the one piece of information Harker can give them is like, oh, I know where he he's Jack of the Stain because he he did the deals. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna go over. They possibly have to go over there with like some torches and whatnot. And then, like, Winona Ryder, it's like, well, why don't you just go next door and hang out at the asylum? For, for safekeeping. Yeah. Which, honestly, that's right point, next door. I'd rather just be a vampire. 
not like across town. So presumably Carfax Abbey is also right next to the asylum and Lucy's house. I guess. Maybe not. I don't know. It might be the, the Lucy's house might be further away, but like no, Lucy's house is right next to the asylum. So unless it? they're just taking okay. her down the street to no, I they just should look into the window there. Chuck is like, put it close by. I don't want to walk. Yeah. Well, like, so she goes to like crash at the asylum. She just like gets ready for bed, which seems weird to me. Like she goes and like puts her nightgown on and like goes to bed. Would you like, you know that there's like a, a vampire hunting posse happening like outside your window. You're just like, I'm going to get some sleep. Right. Well, at one point I'll find out how it went in the morning. Well, what pissed me off is that she's lighting up torches earlier. Like she's ready to go posse yeah. hunting with and them. And they're like, nah. And then they're like, whoa, honey. Sweetie, like, what do you think you're doing? But like, she's she's like in bed in her nightgown now. Well, where's like, this bedroom? This is like, I guess at the asylum. Jack Seward has like his little like bachelor pad, well, there or something. First of all, you're not bringing girls back here. No, I trust me, you're Jack Seward. Trust me, I have a super sweet bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's a super great place to get down to go to the Bone Zone. We just have to cut through <laughs> my work. That's just all part of his routine, you know. Don't worry, a little touch of madness will really get you get you going, get the juices flowing. I guess Renfield is killed here. He's like smashed against the the. Bars well, because he a lot. told her to run. Whatever. Yeah. So he betrayed <laughs> like she Dracula. Needed that. Yeah. yeah. But he she, he betrayed Dracula. So they go smash all his boxes of dirt and light some shit on fire. But... Is that all it takes? Just smashing his boxes? Like well, the dirt is where he rests at night. Right, right, right. But I mean, to regain his strength, shouldn't you like fuck up that dirt, not just smash the boxes? I don't know. Could he just like put a bunch of it together in a mound and like yeah, I don't, I don't shimmy know on there? Works. I mean, I expected Anthony Hopkins to start like peeing on this. I dirt. know they, they light some stuff on fire. I don't think it's dirt though. Okay. So then he like absent smokes his way in there and like gives her an orgasm under the sheets. Yeah, it's a little bit of like a an incubus type situation. <laughs> More like a succubus. Um so they 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 basically go at it he like uh he bites her and then she like sucks on uh like a, a wound in his chest i mean i'm not into that if, you know, if that's what you're insinuating i didn't say anything okay uh, but then like when they show up it's like she's he's not there well he he does that thing where he's like i'm going to do this to you no i can't do this to you and she's okay. like i want it well, and it's I'm I'm surprised. I guess they're going for the Christ thing with oh, yeah. the uh, the it's, location. The, I'm surprised it didn't go lower because the way it's framed, it's almost like she's going down. Well, I I think they get enough out of the implication. They get they get it both ways. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like we need to actually have Winona Ryder mime giving him head. Yeah, I mean, she practically does. Uh, they all show up, and she's like alone and covered in blood in bed, it, it, mouth blood too. Yeah. Whoops. And then this creepy, uh, uh, Keanu's like full gray now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I always think is interesting about these kind of special effects creatures, like even going back to like alien is like, they're like, let's make it wet. Yeah. That'll really wet like steal home. Yeah. And sexual. Yeah. And we get the full vampire bat version of Dracula here. He's like big and tall and scary. It doesn't do anything. Really. Well, he stomps. He stomps his foot, and the the crucifix catches on fire. Yeah, which I guess is kind of cool. I mean, yeah, he's he's trying to show, like that shit doesn't mean anything to me. They shoot him a few times, and he just like retreats into the shadow, and then turns and into like turns rats. into like a rat king. Yeah. Well, I kept thinking like if you kill three of those rats, is he gonna like remorph and like not With have no a hand? Dick. Yeah, no dick. Oh no. 
it's all ruined now. Um. So then they got to go hunt him down. They they figure out that she can like read Dracula's mind or something, right? But it goes both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. It's a little little Harry and Voldemort there. Could you just lie to her? They try to at one point. Oh, that's right. Because they first they they're racing back to Transylvania, and he figures out Dracula does what they're doing, and so they have Van Helsing take her on a separate path, and the 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 bro posse goes another way, but somehow they. Uh, like they're, they're they're not fooled. I feel like we get copious shots of these guys tooling up. Um, there's a well, lot of tooling up. Yeah. So there's the map thing, and the voiceover tells us that the train will get us there faster. He's got to go like by ship around the Rock of Gibraltar. We've got a lookout station to know he's coming. And I'm thinking, like, at this point, I don't care. Times be damned. Just get a rocket launcher on that cliff, <laughs> blow up a ship. I don't think they had a rocket launcher. I don't care. Yeah, a lot of uh, time spent going like, "Oh, we're heading to Varna." Oh, he he fooled us. He yeah. he went around with his gypsies, and he went there instead. Man, if this movie had been made today, they'd be so trying to like crush some kind of cinematic universe out of this. Well, I mean, they did. <laughs> it's called Dracula Untold, <laughs> the Dark Universe. It didn't go too well. Was Dracula Untold part of the Dark Universe? It was kind of. Yeah that that was that was the first stab at it, and it didn't really work. And so they went and did the Mummy. As like their new boot into the dark universe, okay. and that didn't work either, and it's probably just not going to happen now. I know Bill Condon was doing something. They're doing like, like Bride of Frankenstein. They got think. like delayed. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Angelina Jolie was going to be in one of those mm. as like Frankenstein's wife or something. Mm. Um, suddenly it's a western, and it's like they're ha! riding horses and, and firing guns and whatnot. What was the deal with this whole scene where Van Helsing has brought? Mina to the this like right outside the castle, I guess Castle Transylvania. Yeah, and she starts freaking out because the brides are nearby. The brides are nearby. Yeah, there's like some kind of simpatico crazy female sexuality. It's which a lot of like let me show you my cleavage. She's yeah. She turns around. She's like, hey Van Helsing, I know you want some of this, and he's just like, yeah. (laughs) He just starts making out with her. Like, shouldn't you like just professionally like you're aware that like you know. This is a, a ruse. I think a guy like Van Helsing takes it where he can get it. This is this is usually how like, he gets it. I know it. you're just trying to bite me, but sure. I'll well, they do the it. thing too, where like in the foreground of every one of her shots of her writhing around is like some flame, just so you feel the passion. Mm-hmm. We get like the close-ups and flickering light that the brides are watching and egging this on and creeping closer. He burns her with like a, a communion wafer. Yeah, that's some Catholic shit there. Yeah. And then uh, he like puts a little ring of fire around them to like protect themselves. And they went down, down, down. As the brides are all just like being creepy, you know, outside the ring. And then what was weird to me is that like it just cuts to like, like they go kill his horse, I guess is what yeah. they do. And then like the next morning, he just is like, all right, I'm just going to walk into the castle and cut all their heads off. <laughs> like it's so around. random. Like it's, it's like, like, that's it. Fucking huh? around. Yeah. He just walks in there and cuts all their heads off. Yeah, well, and just throws their heads off into the river. This is the movie where Anthony Hopkins throws the heads of three women off a bridge and then screams into the sky for the sunrise. <laughs> but it's like that took no effort at all. No. It's like, oh, I guess I should just go do this. Yeah. So anyways, big showdown, the race to the gates. I can't tell if he makes it inside the gates or not. I believe so, yeah. Does he make it inside? Okay. Well, she does something where she evokes the flame wall or the force field wall, which then shoots up to the sky. Yeah, I don't know what she's Maybe doing. Maybe to there. make the sunset faster? 
uh, Quincy here. He he gets stabbed and he he gets a he gets a good shot in on Dracula, but he but dies. Oh, there's like a like a like a wrestling like a fighting match of like some crazy Roma. Well, these are just like the random gypsies, yeah, who like help uh, Dracula out. There's some there's like some sword fighting and some gunplay and whatnot. I mean, they are straight out of Parmesan the way they're they're yeah. dressed. And then, yeah, Dracula like. They they stab him and they cut his throat, but then like Jonathan Harker is just like no no guys hold off everyone go go let Winona deal with Dracula and they're just like okay even though their buddy just died don't they do the thing again where she's just like would you would you do this to me when it's my yeah. time and he's uh-huh. like no I would not yeah no totally and so they just let her take Dracula inside as uh, Billy Campbell dies. Yeah. And then that's the last you see of these guys in the movie. Yeah. Because we go into the like the church chapel. Oh, he just looks gross. Yeah, and Dracula's all gross, and he's, she just like he's jolly and bloody. Yeah. She kisses his gross face. She's like just making out of his bottom lip because yeah. I'm presuming prosthetics wise, he can't really move his mouth. No. And like I don't know, the sun shines on him, and he's like restored. She stabs him, and like the burn on her forehead from the communion wafer disappears, and then she cuts his head off, and that's the end of the movie. Like she's she's cured him by like killing him for good to like send him the to heaven. his wife or in heaven or you know. Yeah. And you see like a there's like a fresco on the ceiling of showing like him and his wife. Wouldn't it be great that fresco was her like upside down falling? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole movie. It's an abrupt. It just randomly oh, oh. ends. Yeah. I was just saying, like the uh, the prosthetic of the fake head is really noticeable when you're fast forwarding. Oh yeah, it's like so. That's great. not that bad. I've seen worse. <laughs> okay, I feel like they used to be better at making those than they are now, mm. just because they had to, you know. Yeah. And that the movie just randomly ends. Like, is she still a vampire? It's unclear. I don't know. Maybe the book goes into that more well like what is she gonna do like walk outside and Keanu's like are you ready to go home now that was a little bit forced gun. are you ready for this yeah I, I don't oh, know what you're doing oh, with your Keanu oh. but that's not Keanu at all he's not southern I, I welcome you to show me how it's done I've been trying to show you how it's done wait that was Caleb you oh, just shit. wanted to do Caleb oh, shit. I'm free again. I, I find your protestations to be uh, <laughs> unwarranted. I miss Caleb. Anyways, I, I enjoyed Tyler Blackburn as Jonathan Harker. Like now? Sure. Hmm. Get the long hair. Get, he has to grow out the Caleb hair again. Well, if he grows out the Caleb hair again, he'll be unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trapped in Transylvania these weird ladies i'm into it it's like spalip times they three bite. all right well that was dracula uh you like this movie more than i did obviously um i don't know i wonder if anyone who's listening to this went and rewatched this i'd be curious to know what they thought of it yeah I, I after watching this I just I'd like to see a more straightforward version of Dracula, I guess. And like it thinking, seems like there's plenty of good material here, and I'm not sure if I've ever actually seen a, a Dracula a, a version of that story told 
that's I mean, uh, what are you like saying? Like, good. like Dracula the book or like Vlad the Impaler? But just the general Dracula okay. story. Because I mean, there's know? been like there's a few different five hundred yeah. of these movies before this one. I know, but I feel like none of them are good. Maybe I'll go watch Dracula Untold. And I'll I'll let you know how bad it is. It's just weird that this is a role that features like Gary Oldman's and Luke Evans and like Christopher Lee's and like Frank Langella's. Was he in, in a was that like in the seventies version or mm-hmm. something? Okay. There's one that with Frank Langella that's basically like the same kind of beats with the reincarnation and all that stuff. I don't believe that's from the book. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh do you want to do a five man band or do you want to get some food? Let's get some food. All right, we're gonna go get some food, guys. So uh, maybe maybe next time we'll finally do our five man band. Uh, until then, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.